Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 23 of Annie Wee or The Warrior Queen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Annie Wee or The Warrior Queen by Florence Dixie. Chapter 23 All that night the rescue party paddled and punted and worked its way up the lonely river, so that when morning began to dawn, Pignone advised a halt. The raft was made safe under a dark overhanging tree whose branches swept the water and concealed their charge from any outside observation. Then the occupants of the craft spread their skins under the shade of this tree and gave themselves up to the soothing influence of sleep, those who had slept during the night being deputed to watch while the others rested. As evening came on, the journey was resumed, and Pignone assured everyone that about midnight they would reach the vicinity of the Trauco village. Though silence and caution were necessary, he averred that he had little fear of detection, no watch being kept at night by these hairy people. In effect, about the hour named, the moon disclosed the village to view. Silence reigned over it as quiet as death, and Aniwi's heart beat louder and excitedly as she pictured her darling sleeping therein. Thus they passed it undetected and unobserved, reaching the tiny branch river, or affluent, of the parent stream as morning dawned. This affluent, some seventy yards broad, plunged at right angles into the forest on the same side of the big river as was the Trauco village. It was, therefore, decided to take the raft up about a quarter of a mile, and after making it fast to the right bank, start off on another reconnoitring expedition to discover and make all search for the whereabouts of La Guardia Chica. The reconnoitring party this time consisted of Pignone, Annie Wee, Sir Francis Freddy, Harry Topsy, Coquette, Cholo, Graviel, and five other Indians, all armed with rifles. Lady Vane, Willie, Mary, and Blanche stayed behind to superintend the remainder of the party, and to take action if they heard firing break out. Pignone calculated that a rescue would be very possible that day if they could approach near enough to the child, inasmuch as the greater part of the inhabitants of the Trauco village would be absent on their different duties. So off they set, full of hope and excitement, the expedition being one of no small difficulty and risk. 
Good travelling, they calculated, would bring them to their destination in about three hours. As long as they dared, they hugged the banks of the river, travelling being more easy along this line than through the forest itself. But when they got within a mile or so of the village, Pignone and Sir Francis deemed it wise to enter the forest, so that the last part of their journey was toilsome and wearisome enough. But the worst of difficulties has its end at last, and in due course they arrived on the outskirts of their destination. It was situated in a long, wide glen, and had rows of huts facing each other. These all appeared to have been newly thatched, and as the spy party peered through the dense underwood behind which they lay concealed, they could see here and there a trauco walking about, some entering, some coming out of the huts before mentioned. Not far from where they stood, a group of children were playing. It was a novel enough game. Seated piggyback on the shoulders of the biggest, several tiny little traucos charged each other with reed lances, and whoever broke the other's lance first was considered the victor, and the unfortunate one and his or her steed led off into captivity and deposited into a palisaded square, which no doubt occupied the role of the prison fortress. Close by, another group of younger children were sleeping peacefully under the shade of a drooping tree, and not fifty feet away from where the watchers stood. Suddenly, Aniwi's heart gave a great jump and throb, as she perceived her child amongst them. Grasping Pignone's hand, she pointed toward the spot, whispering excitedly, See, see, she is there. Keep calm, Carita. She shall be ours ere long, answered the young chief in a low voice. The mamita shall have her child again. But even as he spoke, a Trauco woman was observed making toward the sleeping group. In a moment it flashed through Anawi's brain that she was approaching for the purpose of picking up and carrying off La Guardia Chica. If this were so, never again might such a chance arrive. Never again might it be possible to come into such close proximity to the baby cacique. In an instant the Indian girl's resolve was taken. Come what might, she would clasp her baby to her heart once more. Ere anyone divined her intention or could prevent her, she had glided from Pignone's side, bounded through the brushwood, which concealed her party, and rushed straight away toward the sleeping group. Like lightning she traversed the short distance which separated her therefrom, seized the child in her arms, and turned to fly. But as she did so, she perceived that the Trauco woman had sprung forward to intercept her return to the jungle. There was only one way to escape left, and that was the river, and thither she at once turned her fleeing footsteps. Of course the child set up a loud cry, and this was followed by an ominous trumpet note of anger from the Trauco, who followed swiftly in pursuit. At the same time several hairy forms came running out of the huts, and at once joined therein. "'Forward!' exclaimed Pignone in an agonised voice. "'They will gain upon her, and her capture is assured unless we can cut off her pursuers. Ah, Aniwi, rush hast thou been, my beautiful!' Keeping still under cover, the whole party hurried forward toward the river, prepared at any moment to use their rifles if necessary. They could see the Trauco woman was gaining on Aniwi, who, 
fleet as austere as she was, was of course hampered by the weight of the child. As she reached the river's bank she looked back, and perceived her pursuer close behind her, but could make nothing of the reconnoitring party. What should she do? The river was her only refuge.'